special technique of shadow boxing. first thing they want to do is they want to seize the narrative of history. You see that over and over again, whether it's Mao or Stalin or Hitler, Pol Pot, whoever it is, you take control of the narrative of history. That's very important. And that's what they're attempting to do here. Every nation in every region now has a decision to make. Either you are with us or you are with the terrorists. It's right fucking in front of us. Like, it's right there. We came... We saw, he died. <laughs> Damn, that's a cold-ass honky. These things are obvious, right? I, I don't run around saying, you know, I'm smarter than everybody when it comes to politics, or I'm even smart. The whole point of this show is that you don't have to be smart to see what's fucking wrong with our system. That's how messed up it is. Who has put pubic hair on my coke? Let me start off with two words. Made in America. Made in America. I gotta fart real bad and I gotta shit real bad and I'm afraid if I fart I'm gonna shit. Free fries when you get vaccinated? Um, I got vaccinated. You're saying I can get this? You delicious fries? Wait a minute. But there's also a, a burger element to this? I'm not retarded, but I like rocks. I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> Got fired. And they put in place someone who was solid. Listen, fuckhead. You have fucking crossed the line. Get that through your goddamn fucking head. I tell you, you take on the intelligence community. They have six ways from Sunday of getting back at you. So even for a practical, supposedly hard-nosed businessman, he's being really dumb to do this. It's bullshit. Oh, you can't shame them. You can't call them stupid. You can't call them silly guys. Yes, they are. In my line of work, you got to keep repeating things over and over and over again for the truth to sink in, to kind of catapult the propaganda. You sit on a throne of lies. And if you're going to infiltrate some cell somewhere, or a terrorist cell, you have to deal with people that are willing to betray their country, people that are willing to betray their friends, people that want money or other things, and it's not pleasant. You stupid, ignorant, son of a bitch, dumb bastard! Jesus Christ, I met some dumb bastards in my time, but you outdo them all. All over the place is people who care about looking good while doing evil. Fuck them. What are you talking about? America is not going to be destroyed. Never. Rome was destroyed. Greece was destroyed. Persia was destroyed. Spain was destroyed. All great countries are destroyed. Why not yours? What a shame. That a few bad apples have to spoil a good time for everyone by breaking the rules. The revolution will be broadcast. So, what do we do now? You guys want to smoke some drugs? And welcome to another Monday Night Master Debaters. Man, I don't know about you guys, but this year's flying by. We're in February already. It's crazy. And then you look, you know, what's going on all over the place. And it's like, you know, Ryan, I know you got a checklist going. You got to add these French farmers to your list because these dudes are doing what everyone around the world right now that is unhappy with their government should be doing. They were doing this a little bit last year, too, right? Oh, they- yeah. But they are they They have not ceased. 
this this time. They're taking manure trucks and spraying it on the buildings with the politicians in it. Like we're not even talking like, you know, just a light coating. We're talking inches thick of just cow shit and every kind of shit imaginable all over there. It's okay. it's a fantastic thing, man. They're they're blocking highways with tractors, you know, they're doing the protest way, the only way you get their attention. And they're not doing it violently. You know, it's not, there's no deaths. There's no, none of that. The police are going to start getting violent here soon. We know that. And then there'll be a psyop and then it'll flip and this will be a terrorist attack or something like that. But for now, hey, follow the French, man. And it's anything's better than this place where, you know, you have these idiots telling us that there's no, no immigration issue whatsoever. Meanwhile, on the news, all you see is just these floods of people coming in. You hear these mayors all over the country saying, we can't handle any more people. You know, we're at breaking points. You see fucking New York's mayor, you know, kicking kids out of school, making them go remote for a day so they can house migrants. I mean, we're in the upside down world. I don't know about you, Rye, but I'm, I mean, your list must be growing by the day. Yeah, it's interesting. I try to do like the crazy stuff, like the stuff that I think is super, super newsworthy because it's hard when there's like, you know, 20 or 30 stories that are always newsworthy every day. But like my thing today, did you know, like, uh, you know, supposedly, you know, King, I don't know who the fuck calls this guy King, but King Charles got ass cancer today. Yes. Cancer. You know, I don't know. Uh, you know, it's obviously it's sad anytime anyone gets cancer, but if anyone deserves it, it's these kind of people. You know what I mean? There is a viral video going around of, uh, the Grim Reaper walking behind him while he got inaugurated too as king. So that I felt that was a weird coincidence. Yeah, I did not see that, but I wouldn't doubt it, man. It's just uh So you're I don't telling know. me lizard people get ass cancer? That's news. Well, and yeah, who knows if that I mean, like that that's the story that we're being told, and that's what I think it's interesting. You know, when when uh Joe Biden's son supposedly died of brain cancer, right? I always think that that's interesting when these really, really wealthy people get cancer. It's it's it seems like why don't you just cure yourselves? There's the cure the cure is out there. Why not just cure yourself? But you know it has to feed a narrative of some kind. Oh yeah, they got to keep it going, right? Because if they get a cure, everybody else is going to want the cure, right? And it's not something you can keep secret. I mean, Magic Johnson's done a great job of it, but other than him. You know, nobody else got away with it like he did. So it was AIDS, though, right? AIDS is AIDS is AIDS isn't as sexy as cancer. No, it's not as big money either. Right. Yeah. So it's sad, though, man. A lot of people's lives get fucked over because of that stuff. Oh, it's awful. And 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 we go through it on a daily basis, you know, and that's why I think it's cool. The stuff we covered last week, like the orgone and anything that can help, you know, clear your space right and that's why i like to like to think about it you know you have that six foot radius around you that's supposedly your aura and it's what are you putting into that area that's going to make a huge difference and you know anything like these orgone pyramids or you know people believe in in different stuff hey whatever works for you but you got to keep your space clean yes sir alex mr profit picks what's up brother how we doing I'm happy to be back. It's been too long. It has, man. And you're but, in you're um, in you're in mayhem over here, right? You're in great state oh, of yeah. Massachusetts. Oh yeah, we are. And uh you know, yeah, plenty of mayhem. You know, I'm dying to run up to New Hampshire with all my gun toting brothers up there. <laughs> you know. 
uh, don't give me another reason to run up there because hey, you, know, you want one more reason? Did you hear yeah, about the ahead. diaper dens? Go ahead. They have a diaper den up there where you can go and get pampered like a baby. Oh, like grown odd. grown adults do like weird shit up there, and it's like yeah, it's like a it's a fetish. I'll be sure thing. not to move to that city. Yeah, huh? For sure. I saw that in the news, and I'm like, only in New Hampshire. You got to be kidding me. I bet they, I bet <laughs> no, they have plenty that. of customers too. <laughs> Dude, that's what's what I mean. What's going on in this country, man? To where that's go like like why, as a man, what makes you want to go and be like a submissive baby? Well, I, I heard a, gr a great explanation the other day, and it's you know it, it was mainly on France, and if you look at France and World War One killed off a massive amount of their most masculine population, right? They didn't have enough time to rebreed. World War II comes another massive hit to their masculine population. And eventually you get to a point where you've demasculated the population through war, through chemicals, through agendas, right? We see it with the kids today. And I... It's not by accident, right? It's 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 almost intentional. Like they're doing it on purpose because, you know, you think about it, is a is a masculine man or a feminine man easier to control? Well, right, but like, help me get to where you're at there with like, I, I don't really fully understand how. I mean, how how like what makes the average man want to do that? We haven't gone through the same thing that the French have over World War One and World War Two, Like, not as many Americans died. You know, like... Oh, I, ours is through the education system. It's school system, through te uh, television. It's all programming. So you're saying programming's... Oh, absolutely. This whole woke agenda and, you know, trans, you know, the even you go back to the 70s with the whole feminist thing. That had nothing to do with women liberating. It had to do with getting another body in the tax base or two bodies, right? Because if you take the woman out of the house and she's working and the man's working, well, now the child has to go to somebody else for care. Right. So now you've, you've added a third person that you can tax on that one family that used to be one person. Yeah, I think that's it's more the latter than the than the former. I, I don't I don't know if the if they were so focused on trying to tax women. I think it's more about getting no parent in the house. I think that's more. Well, it's, a, it's a win win, right? I mean, it's the best of both worlds for them. They're getting another, you know, another feeder to their system, and they're getting another, uh, you know, very moldable child into their system. Also, yeah, you're yeah. absolutely right. I th I think it's the best of both worlds there for them. What area of Massachusetts are you in, Alex? I'm in the Merrimack Valley area. It's a bit north of Boston, about 30, 35 minutes north. But, He's uh, New Hampshire Junior. It, yeah, New Hampshire Junior. They call it Minga Valley for okay. all the Asian immigrants that came here. Back so is it pretty? Is it pretty liberal there, or is it more conservative? How is how, like what's the political uh, landscape? Extremely there? liberal. Extremely liberal. My family likes to say we're a bunch of. Roses among thorns, but yeah, I'm in an extremely liberal area, but you know, it's strange because you go five minutes, 10 minutes north and even Southern New Hampshire is quite liberal, like Nashua, Salem, New Hampshire, 
you know, you got to go into the heart of New, Ham- in New Hampshire up towards the Manchester area and the, the boonies area, as I call it, to find all those conservatives. Is it more, Matt, is that more of a liberal area than where you're at? Because I know you tried to like relocate as much as you possibly could. Well, I mean, I'm in a very liberal area also. I mean, we're in the five, (laughs) we're in a college area. I mean, I'm around UMass Amherst, uh, Amherst College, Smith College. Um, There's all sorts of schools. And then you have a very liberal, a few very liberal towns around me. The area that I'm specifically in, like I'm five miles away, I would say these people up here are very conservative. You're like a little conservative pocket. Yeah, they're like farmers. They're, you know, very patriotic people, very, uh, you know, just down to earth, normal people. They're not into any of this new woke shit. Mm. It's interesting. Yeah. I just wonder what, what keeps like what keeps these areas, these big areas so liberal. That's what always like my like blows my mind because, you know, I know I, I talk with Alex, you know, every week basically on a, on a show that we do separate from my show and, and from, you know, your show and stuff. And, you know, I know that you're you're religious, Alex. Right. And it's just like I, I don't understand why people aren't like kind of gravitating towards this kind of stuff there. They're, it seems like they're gravitating towards like debauchery and just crazy bullshit. And it's all st- by design, just like Matt said, it's by design. Like I like to quote um an 80s interview with uh kgb defector um and that man changed my whole opinion on all the news that i see all the propaganda that i see and you know there's also a couple books out there where they say the goal of the ones in power is to break up the american family because it's strong they want to take away your values and basically just demoralize everything and turn everything upside down so, yeah, that's the way it is. And, you know, as we go into the Super Bowl talk, too, there's plenty of that. And there's plenty of, you know, demonic undertones that go along with the steam as well. Well, mm. yeah. I mean, look at last night. I didn't I didn't I didn't watch a minute of it, but I was waiting for my breakfast sandwich this morning. And all I see is this Grammy shit. And there's like this young girl up there singing and she's got blood on her face and there's just blood trickling down behind her. And she's singing about being a vampire and all sorts of demons and shit. And it's like, what is going on here? This is definitely not a ritual or anything. Well, at a certain point when, when, cause you know, dude, like when I was in middle school, we used to love Rob zombie, right? Like Rob zombies is shit. When, when do you draw the line between like, this is art, you know, that's like shock value and all this stuff. And when do we say that it is actually some kind of ritual? I mean, well, maybe- what's the difference was Rob zombie pushed real hard at the grammys you know like front and center like they i i was i like rob zombie's music but i always felt like they were that like second class they didn't get the push that these artists are getting today that push these more, messages it was more covert in our time though you know yeah. and i'm a little, a little bit younger than you not much but you know it was more covert and i think that that's what was cool for for kids like us was to like the weird shit and now it's cool to like the mainstream shit. So and and Ryan, I, I grew up in the satanic panic too. Right, right. So I went through all that nonsense with music also. Marilyn Manson, all that shit, right? Well, even before that, that was like when when they went after like D Snyder and Twisted Sister right, and right. Like, I mean, th- this was it was the 
the dumbest shit ever. It was, in the, again, a divide and conquer tool, much like what they use today. It's the same thing. It's just, I, I feel like today's are just so notched up and in your face. Like, remember we talked about Sam Smith last year. Hmm. I mean, that was just weird. And it seems, I don't know. I just, well, like, I laugh so at it now. It doesn't, it just in one ear out the other. Right. Again, just to play a little bit of devil's advocate here, like what about like, uh, you know, Stevie Nicks, right? Like the white witch, she's out there. She was mainstream as hell. And I mean, she's, she's, you know, a self-admitted like pagan type chick, you know, people just weren't as into this stuff back then. Yeah. And now with the internet, we know more about it. And I wonder if it's just the same shit that's been going on and the same stuff that's been in pop culture forever and pushed onto the forefront, but they're just doing different things. Rage Against the Machine was kind of a, uh, you know, indie group back in the day too. And, you know, now Rob Zombie, just to go back to him, he's got movies. He's making more money than ever these days because of what he was doing. Like, it's almost like he paid a toll to get to where he is at now. And all these uh, groups, the, the you know, fame window is much shorter than it was back then. So I think maybe it's just a little different. Maybe it's more mainstream. Well, I saw a thing today. It was a video of a woman that was from the music industry, and I can't remember who it was that was talking, but she was saying that the music industry killed itself in the 90s because it went for those one-hit wonders more so than right. the Nirvanas, you know, where in the past, record labels were only signing these, these people for the most part that they knew could give them something for a duration. Now... You get a song or two out of somebody and you're lucky. The album nobody buys albums anymore. Right. Yeah, and and, and songs are getting shorter now because mm -hmm. it's all about YouTube plays, right? So it's funny that you bring up the nineties and the one hit wonders because Kim this morning was watching this uh, you know, that uh We Are the World song where all these <laughs> elite singers came together and over a 24 hour period they threw this song together and it just you know changed the world right it it's interesting the narrative that they push in this documentary to where these people are so talented and and it's almost like they're telling you to like this you have to like these people if you don't like these people you're you don't recognize real art and i'm watching them without any of their you know studio special effects singing and they sound like shit, dude. They don't really. It sounds like me trying to sing, and 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 Kim's getting in there. She's all emotional hearing this shit. And she's like, "It's so beautiful that they were able to do this. Look what they did." And it was a fucking money laundering scheme, man. Like they yeah. even well, it's it. like sports, right? I mean, sports is and and it's a great segue to this video, Rye, that I uh, I I found today, and I couldn't believe it when I'm watching it because I'm like, it's kind of what we talk about. I know. You know, I enjoy sports here and there, but it, this makes you think about it again. Like, I love this. Yeah. The guy's on point. People yeah. watching a football game. To me, that is as dumb as a box of rocks. For a person to be broke and watch a football game or a basketball game or a golf tournament or a race, you're watching somebody else win when you're losing. How could that possibly be interesting to you? Unless you're studying how to win. And then you're delusional enough to call those people on that team your team. They might be your team, but you ain't their team. Is that too tough? Am I swinging too hard first thing in the morning? Myron, don't you want to see them? No, I don't want to see them. I want to be them. I want somebody watching me play games for money on TV. 
that when I want, I'm broke and I want to watch somebody play, get paid $30,000 to play a game and I'm broke trying to figure out how to pay my light bill. But I'm getting excited because my team won. No, you are making your team lose because your real team is your family. Yeah. Yeah, it's on point, dude. We actually mentioned that on uh, this week's episode of Cunt. Oh, I missed that. I missed yeah. that segment. Yeah, but yeah. Th- I mean, it's true, though. And I, when I started watching sports like that, I realized how much energy I had given to it, right? How much emotion, like I, I, I had, you know, gotten pissed, stormed out of shit because my team lost, you know? And then when you think about it, you're like, they don't, they don't give a fuck about you. You know, they don't care about you and you're investing uh, um, your emotions into this and like not only your time, your effort, you know, money a lot of times. I mean, going to games, how much that costs. Forget about it. Well, I'm actually curious, too. And this is where Alex can come in because I, you know, I bet a lot on on all kinds of sports, things that I probably shouldn't even bet on in the first place because I'm not educated enough to bet on them. But we're not just investing these days emotions aren't enough you're investing your hard-earned money and that is mainstream to invest your money DraftKings sponsors every damn sport if it's not DraftKings, it's FanDuel. so where does that come in alex i'm curious what you think man like i know you're 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 really into you know your your religion which is christianity and all this stuff or I, I don't know if it's catholicism or christianity we never really talk about this but um like uh, how does it fit in with your life and like your beliefs and stuff well, they they certainly don't. To be honest, it's hard to fit in your your love for sports into, you know, your religion. But um, you see it with all the athletes as well. So many athletes will win a game, win a championship, and the first thing they do is give glory to God. You yeah. know, so I do align with a lot of the athletes, and that's where the love for sports does come in. Where you find, you know, uh, you just become a fan of an athlete. And whether it's just what their beliefs are, how they play and whatnot, but that's usually what brings people into the sport. And, you know, it's hard. And we see it with UFC every weekend as well. And there's actually a trend, you know, when they give glory to God at the end, they typically lose their next fight because Dana White's not a fan of that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Super Bowl 58, I got a lot to cover with you guys. Um, I could try to make it as short and sweet as possible. But uh, after doing this research, my entire pick has changed. And I, I think I got the winner. You know, I think I got a couple side bets as well. But um, Taylor Swift is in a major theme in what I'm about to cover. So I don't know where you guys are at and what you guys covered so far. But uh, there's a lot of mainstream theories going around now. And I would like to cover one of them. So I seen a video a couple days ago crazy amount of views millions millions i want to say it was at least 10 million views on this video and the man was preaching they were in a podcast the man was preaching i have the script for the super bowl i got the script you gotta hear this so the chiefs are gonna win he gave a score it's irrelevant the chiefs are gonna win and then travis kelsey's gonna walk to the 50 yard line and he's gonna propose to taylor swift after the super bowl and that kind of blew my mind because that's just a marketing genius marketing right there. And it's hard to go against a theory like that. Mm-hmm. And I always have a thing. I've told I've told Ryan this, but this is for you, Matt. Whenever something goes mainstream, 
Oh, everyone knows about it. It never happens. And for this year, it was about the, the logo. For the past four seasons, the colors on the Super Bowl logo predicted who would be in the matchup for the Super Bowl. I'm not saying who would win it or not, but it would give you the matchup pretty clearly, too. So, with that being said, that that whole theme this year went mainstream. It went huge, and everyone was on Ravens in the 49ers, even including myself. I wanted to see it happen. I don't, didn't want to see the Chiefs in the Super Bowl again. I think I'm on the I'm I'm not a Swifty. I'm a big Taylor Swift hater myself. So, you know, I do want to give you guys a little bit of a tip though. Taylor Swift redid one of her albums recently. She redid a couple of the songs and it was off the uh Speak Now album. And it, I never seen artists redo old songs with like a different style. You never really see that. But she was wearing a purple dress in that album too, which you know kind of aligns with the logo of the Super Bowl. And she's definitely had a song called Red before as well. So uh, a lot of people are talking about Taylor Swift in the number thirteen because it's her favorite. It's her lucky number. It's her lucky number. She won the third. She won her thirteenth Grammy. Right before she won her 14th one this year, right? You know, and if you just go deeper with it, I might be reaching here as well, but bear with me. The the Chiefs are playing the 49ers, 4 plus 9, 13. It's Super Bowl 58, 5 plus 8, 13. It's on a 2-11 date, 2 plus 11, 13. I know, we're getting tired of it already. Now, Taylor Swift's born on the 13th of December. She turned 13 on Friday the 13th. Just a weird one. And now she's attending the 13th game of the season for herself. So this is the 13th game that she will be appearing at for this season. And um, we all know who she looks like. She looks like that uh, the wife of the Satanic Temple, Zena LaVey. And, and Napoleon Yeah, so we know that she's already has... A background that just is it freaks people out especially those who are aware of the the satanic temple which came out of San Francisco which is another very bizarre coincidence now just going after the number 13 you know there's 12 months in the year you got your 12 zodiac signs so typically 13 is the number that represents regeneration and a reset we've all been hearing about the Great Reset for the past couple of years. So, you know, may, you may want to keep your eye, you may want to stay vigilant in the future for anything that's going to happen. Now, at the Grammy, she wore black and white symbolism. And I know you guys both know your stuff on your Freemasons. I know you both do. It means duality. So just as a little tip, we're going to reach on that later. Now, here's some bait for the Chiefs because it is always stuff on both sides there's never just one-way traffic when you're doing this kind of research on one team it's always two-way traffic now the chiefs are three and two in super bowls all time the date 211 is on the 42nd day of the year so it's just a weird coincidence they could go four and two on the 42nd day of the year you know and the 49ers on the other hand this will be their eighth appearance and they could stay on five wins Okay, so Super Bowl 58, they win five out of eight. You know, just another weird coincidence. And uh, that album that she remixed 
with the purple dress was from 13 years ago in 2010 that she did it which is another strange thing it's just like you know who's who's writing these scripts right now and i know you guys did you guys check out the the ads for the super bowl when they first started the season the script ones that they were talking about yeah the script yeah. ones yeah we watched them on the show right remember when they were sitting around the table and they were talking about the nfl script Okay. It was like a joke, making a joke about the script. Okay. With yeah. NFL players. Vaguely remember, yeah. So at the end, they had a giant, you know, applause and a shock and awe for what they were going to do at the end of the Super Bowl. And, you know, that kind of fills in line with what they, what I heard at that, on that podcast, you know, that if um, Travis Kelsey does propose to Taylor Swift, that's going to make a lot of money for the NFL. I know half of the fans are sick of it and they hate it. But I was talking to someone earlier today. Shout out to my buddy, RJ Brunel. But I told him, you know, Taylor Swift has almost brought in a half a billion dollars of revenue just this season alone. By just attending the game and having a relationship with Travis Kelsey. You know, that's massive money. Whether it's content, ratings, mostly merchandise. You know, that's what the NFL wants to do. So... That's what my original theory was. I, w I was leaning in the Chiefs, especially after hearing that. You know, it's hard to go against a massive marketing ploy like that. And especially since I see a lot of people just hating on it. You know, a lot of people saying, you know, I can't, I really don't want to see the Chiefs win. You know, you don't want to typically bet with your heart here. But and then I came. Lawn, but look at the State Farm ads that they're doing too. Have you seen those, Alex? With, I mean, you got, you got State, Jake from State Farm with Kelsey. Mahomes and Andy Reid. I mean, they're all in there, and that's another red company. You know, not to you know pile on too much with the with the colors and all this shit, but I find that to be very interesting. I think this is this ad here, right? Yeah, play. Yeah. Last season was a smash, ratings gold, but this year's script has to top it. So, welcome to the table read for the one hundred and fourth season of the NFL. Let's get to work. Yes, Jalen. I thought this was the dress rehearsal. Oh, sorry. Week one, fourth quarter, 302 left. Jamar leaps up and makes a no-handed catch. No hands. How? I don't need hands. I'll just catch you with my abs. We can call it the Abracagabra. Might as well send the ball to Canton now. What if we wrote the Mahomes character out of the script entirely? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wrote it all. Yes. Guys, not cool. Who said that? She didn't. You're an actor, Patrick. Act like one. Boring. What if we played shirts versus skins? Ooh. I like it, Kirko. What if we replace my legs with actual wheels? I love it. What if Derrick Henry stiff arms a guy into another? It'd be possible for us to get to page two. There you go. Right in your face. And there's a That's couple more. From the of them, NFL but... itself, you know. So there's a couple more of them, but one of them was really good. They said, you know. And they really freaked out about what they were going to do at the Super Bowl. And it makes sense. But, you know, I also want to play a little bit of devil's advocate. Couldn't Travis Kelsey still propose even if they lose? Couldn't they still get two birds, one stone there kind of thing? You know, like, hey, Taylor, I didn't win the ring, but would you make me a happy man and let me give you a ring? You know, type of thing. So oh, She's going to break up with him and write a hate song about him after that one. 
Dude, I saw the best meme. It was like her whispering in his ear after they got to the Super Bowl, and it's just her with her big teeth just sitting whispering in his ear, and he's smiling, and it says, I'm going to give you the teethiest head later on. <laughs> I thought that was so good, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's so nasty. Though. You know, it might even be oh. more viral if she says no. Hey, hold on. Check this out. This is wild because I just I went to that. I, I You were saying, Alex, there's a longer version. So I found a longer version of it. Check out who's in the longer version. You're back. Who doesn't love a good sequel, right? Nice. But we're just going to... It's the Kelsey brothers and their mom. Tweak yeah. the ending a little bit. There we go. Write that down. What if that Jimmy Garoppolo character fell in love with my character? That's Ooh. good right there. Steamy. Forbidden love. I like it, Mama K. That's a good-looking guy right there, Mom. I see where you're going. Whoa. Me likey. Vegas, baby. Speaking of Super Bowl, let's skip to the last page. I've taken the liberty of writing something spectacular. Wait for it. Wait for it. And... I did not see this coming. I know. Just think of the memes. <laughs> think of the memes. You can't make this stuff up. That's Swissy Kelsey. Damn. Yeah, think of the memes, OB, if she says no in the middle of the field to Travis <laughs> after he loses the Super Bowl. That would be wild. Oh, that would be great. So on the other end, I just want to I just want to switch gears a little bit on the other end. You know, we covered a lot of those 13 numbers and how that's Taylor's lucky number. Who on the San Francisco 49ers wears number 13? You guys know? Not a it's clue. Not pretty, right? It's Brock Purdy, baby, the QB out of all people, you know, and that, that was kind of a red flag for me. Now, I did find another bizarre uh, coincidence. Taylor Swift isn't fucking Brock Purdy, is she? <laughs> Someone said, you know, watch him, watch him <laughs> lose and switch teams or something, you know, you, I guess <laughs> you never know these days. Think of the memes, you know what I mean? Think of the right, memes. right. Or goes so, with Mahomes' brother. No. <laughs> I think that might be impossible. Though. He was really... the hottest man last year, right? Wasn't he the hottest man of the of uh, 2023? People's most attractive I swear to God, dude, I'll find that while Alex wow. keeps going. <laughs> Interrupt. I think you should be on the magazine before him, to be honest. Hey, well, we, we know that you're... Um, who are you in a wig? I forget. Yeah, I've got Jillian Robertson. <laughs> yeah, you're Jillian Robertson in a wig. Dude. <laughs> I really am, though. I'll never unsee it anymore. <laughs> so um, there is a bizarre coincidence that we found. Um, so the coach of the 49ers is Kyle Shanahan. And the running back is Christian McCaffrey. Now, both of their fathers won a Super Bowl together, multiple times, actually. It was Mike Shanahan and Ed McCaffrey, and they won a Super Bowl together. And they could be the second father-son duo to win a Super Bowl, which would be an amazing thing, you know? It's kind of like history repeating itself. And it was Super Bowl twenty-nine that they won their first Super Bowl together. And... If you look at the stadium that they're in, they're in Allegiant Stadium, and they have the Sun logo, like the Suns, the Suns that win the Super Bowl. So we found that kind of bizarre. And Super Bowl twenty 
nine was in 1995. Now think about this. 211 is the Vatican's birthday, 95th anniversary for the Vatican. And if the 49ers win, it would be a satanic ritual too because there would be a three-way tie between three teams at six Super Bowl wins each. The Steelers at six, the Patriots at six, and the 49ers could make a three-way tie at six as well. I, so gotta I thought that was that last time the 49ers went to the Super Bowl too and they lost. Uh-huh. Exactly. I'm sorry, what you asked? So why is this year different than the last time that the 49ers went to the Super Bowl? Because I thought that exact thing. There's only two two teams that have gotten six rings, and the 49ers would be the third team to get six rings. But they and I like I said, I thought this last time they were there. But why is this year different? Okay, I guess we could get into that too. So let's see here. So this year, not to get into a little bit of astrology, guys. I'm not one of those guys, all right? But, you know, let's just cover it. This year was a big year for Venus as a planet. It it completed its eight-year cycle. Eight-year cycle. And it began anew. And its eight-year cycle was completed on August 13, written 813. And this was uh, 183 days before the Super Bowl, which is a strange coincidence. You know what I mean? 813, 183 days before the Super Bowl, you know, kind of what are the odds kind of thing. Now, just so happens that the route that Venus takes around the Earth is in shape of a pentagram, which we all know is a pure satanic symbol, you know, especially if you shape it with the point heading downward. So... It's a five-pointed star path, and it's an eight-year cycle. Super Bowl 58. Ooh. Now, just to go along with that some more, I was doing a lot of research on the calendar this year, and this hit me like a ton of bricks as well, you know, on how the calendar shouldn't be where it is and why the Romans, you know, picked each month and what they worship for the month. So April is all for Venus, and it starts on 4-1, April 1st, and they worship Venus throughout the year or the month. Now, if you look at the season, it's the 104th season, and a lot of people got baited on Aaron Rodgers with that 10-4 Roger that. Even myself, I was thinking about it. So 41 is the 13th prime number, you know? I hate to get into those little weird numerology codes, but it's just so hard to hard to ignore. And what's 41? Deeper. 41 is the 13th prime number. And before, yeah, so the 13th prime number, but then what's the Aaron Rodgers 10-4 thing as well? 10-4, Roger that. Like 10-4 on the radio. You say, yeah, 10-4. Right, but what what does that have to do with the... with? No, uh, no, I was just saying a lot of people got baited on that theory back uh, before the season started because, you know, people like to investigate these things, even myself, just for fun. And uh, that was one of the theories that we had. You know, 10-4, it's Roger, it's Aaron Rodgers' year. But everyone, even after first see after the first week, that got thrown out the window. Well, and, so and, I, and you know what's crazy? There was even a guy. It was on Hard Knocks this year that predicted that the Jets would beat the 49ers in the Super Bowl, uh, thirty-one to twenty-one. 
Now, now people say that could still be true because who he said it to, I can't remember who it was. I think it was one of the running backs is now on the chiefs. He returned. He used to play for the chiefs. He played, went to the jets. He went back to the chiefs this year and he said it to him that his team would win the Super Bowl 31 to 21 over the Niners. That's a good one. That's a good one. I would love we should throw out who that was in the in the description later on. That's a good one. Yeah, it was on Hard Knocks. Anybody that's looking for it, I Hard got the HBO series on the Jets. So just another coincidence that we found. Because I, I really, really do think that this, the 49ers are going to win now. Just a little bit of a hunch. Not that I, I am a little bit biased because I don't like Taylor Swift. And, you know, I'm not a big fan of Pfizer or the Chiefs. But, you know, I really think that the satanic ritual is going to come true. The 666 code. And another one that I found was that 813 date where Venus completed its eight-year cycle. If you look. In Revelations, the number of the beast, where it talks about the 666 and the, and the number of his name, three score six, that verse is, well, the chapter's 13 and the verse is 18. So it has the same numbers. It was a very weird coincidence that I saw, and it was very, very strange to me. And um, I do want to, this is what really solidified it for me. This is the, this was the whole, this was the nail in the coffin for me, guys. It really was. So I don't know if you guys remember 2021 when the Chiefs lost the Super Bowl, right? There was some news that came out the week of, and it was Andy Reid's son getting into a car accident. And I believe he killed someone while in a drunk driving accident. Do you guys recall that? I do not. I'll look yes. that up. It was Andy Reid's son. Mm -hmm. And whenever something with that kind of bad publicity comes out, it's always, they never win. And I've been following, that's a theory and a trend that I've been following for a long time. And if you look at the media now, guess who has some bad publicity around them? The Chiefs. Pat Mahomes' father rested for DUI third time, or third arrest, as you could say. And... You know, that's a huge red flag for me. I don't bet on the bad publicity because it just never looks good. It's bad for business. It, it's a horrible look. So it, the fact that they didn't even hide that and they want everyone to know about it is a huge red flag. Definitely another sign to go with the, the 49ers. And another sign is that they opened up as the favorite. I'll tell you one thing. With all these theories of, you know, Kelsey marrying Taylor Swift, you would have thought the Chiefs would have been the minus three, minus two favorite. But it's the other way around. The Niners were set as the favorite. And from what all I see, all the action I see, all the money right now is pouring in on the Chiefs at dog money. So I really do predict that line swapping. And the Niners ended up closing as the dog by game time. But uh, Or at least I see it closing at, at even odds. Perfect even. I close at a pickup, huh? Yeah. And I do have some other extra stats just to... Just to poke a needle at you the Niners got the white jerseys and I want to say out of about 50 55 Super Bowls the white jerseys won about 37 out of 55 so there's a good stat for you and I got another good stat so the 49ers have the number one passing defense and there's been 
eight other Super Bowls where the number one passing defense has been in the Super Bowl, and they've won every single one. They are eight and zero. Oh. It's the 2015 Broncos, 2013 Seahawks, 2008 Steelers, the 2004 Patriots, 2001 Patriots, 1990 Giants, 1986 Giants, and the 1985 Bears. And on top of that, he's following the Brady script. He's following, Brock Purdy is following a script like many other quarterbacks in his second season about to go win a Super Bowl, just like Brady. Just like Mahomes, just like a lot of these other um, quarterbacks, you know, not everyone follows the script, but that's been a whole mainstream thing, you know. If you think about it, he's playing just like Brady did in his second year. He's about to go play an MVP quarterback in the Super Bowl, and I thought that was very bizarre because, you know, if you look at it, man, if you don't look at it with a good eye, some people think that. The 49ers, you know, skid by and they got lucky to be in this situation. But I thought they fought the harder teams. You know, you got a hungry Lions team, hungry market, hungry fan base. And they, they came back in both of these games and never gave up. So, you know, with all these things aligning, I'm going with the Niners. That's my official pick. I'm a little bit upset with it because I've been f switching back and forth. You know, it's hard to go against the mainstream public. And something's telling me the, the mainstream could win because the amount of money that the NFL could gain if they have something scripted like that with a with a proposal from Travis Kelsey just might be absolutely worth more than any type of amount of money they're going to lose on any of these bets. You, you know, know it's going to be a drop in the bucket. So money, um, definitely, money definitely rules sports. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering. Yeah, go ahead. I'm wondering a little bit about this uh, this fiance of his too uh, of Brock Purdy's. It, you know, you, you start bringing up Tom Brady and like you know the way that you know uh, Brock Purdy is following in Tom Brady's footsteps with all this shit. And you know, Tom Brady was engaged and married, obviously, to a witch. Like, it's not even like debatable. This this woman was a witch, right? And now they're divorced. But there's this uh, this lady that he is with, he being Brock Purdy, and it's Jenna Brandt. And it was someone that he met at uh, Iowa State. Um, I'm sorry, University of Northern Iowa. They met, they attended uh, Iowa State. Purdue? Where does Brock Purdy go to school? Iowa State. Did he? Yeah. She and Purdy attended Iowa State together. Um. But yeah, she was a she was a volleyball player. I don't know, man. Like, it, it, I, I wish that I knew that we were going to be talking about this. I I know that you told me, Matt, but I just always like fucking fly by night over here. So it would have been interesting to kind of see more about this chick specifically because with these high profile dudes, there's always like a woman behind them. You know what I mean? Like with Jay Z, there's Beyonce, and that's not me it's being always a wag. Exactly, dude. And it's not me being a feminist or anything. It's it's just like there's the there's the whole couple thing with Travis Kelsey. There's there's Taylor Swift with all these different high level men with Barack Obama. There's Mike. Right. There's all these different females supposedly behind all of these men. And it's almost like there's some witchcraft going on behind the scenes. And there's these really great things. I don't really like the show that much anymore. But um, 
what they call their show five deep those guys like uh tommy g and all those guys that they they talk a lot about sports you know who i'm yeah. talking about Matt. oh no mercy yeah no, Mer no mercy podcast but yeah they have four deep bets yeah, they do a great job with the sports conspiracies, and they did some really good work with, um, you know, Tom Brady and and uh, Giselda is her, her name, right? Uh, Posh Spice. It's Giselle. No, she's a model. It's Giselle Bunchen. Okay, so yeah, I, I, I clearly I don't. The really Spice know. Girl is David Beckham. Okay, you're right. Yeah, I mean these these people are all the same. You know what I mean? Like, there's a, what's the difference between it's all Beckham? inbreeding in the end. Exactly. What's the difference between Beckham and, and Brady? But, yeah. I mean, you know, it's just it's interesting, man, the, the the symbolism and like just all the stuff that you hear. And then you hear the speeches from Tom Brady talking about his wife telling him he's going to win a Super Bowl this year. He's not going to win this year. And and she's right. You know, and maybe he's kind of one of these useless idiots or whatever. But Dude, I lost uh, all respect for the guy when he made out with his own kid. When he's sucking face with his own son, I, I lost all respect disgusting. for him when he uh, got sponsored and started wearing uh, Uggs. male Uggs. Yeah, Ugh. and they weren't even the real Uggs; they were the the shitty Uggs. The real Uggs are out of Australia, and these were shitty American ripoff Uggs. Hey, I found that clip. It's Oz the Mentalist, is who it is. And here, this is it from Hard Knocks. Who do you see the Jets playing in this year's Super Bowl? Say it. 49ers. 49ers. And I'm putting you on the spot here. We're going to win. We know we're going to win. What's the final score going to be? 31 and 21. Yeah. Because when all the pieces come together in a season, it can be absolute perfection, folks. Because that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking the Jets and the 49ers. 31 to 21. Oh, that's crazy. Got a crystal ball in so he's he's talking to Miko Hardman, who's now on the Chiefs. Very interesting. That is very strange. That's very strange. But like I said, there's always two very solid theories that go with every both teams, every Super Bowl, and it's just you know, you dive in it deep enough, you can just you'll end up going back and forth. Well, let's go. Let's go gun the head. Okay. And this is just for fun. What's the final score? I'm going to go with the under here. I'm going to go with a little bit of the under. What's the under line one. at, by the way? 41. Over under? 41 and a half. Yeah, I'm going to go under. I'm going to go way under, too. I'm going to go like 14, 13, five, final. 49ers. They don't even cover the minus two if it stays that way. 49ers, okay. So I'm going to go with that. 13? Wow. 14 to 13. Born slow. Only one or two touchdowns. Oh, I'm sorry. It's 47. 47 and a half now. Oh, I'll go way under that. Way under. Okay. But don't quote me. I'm not confident on that. That's just a weird gun to my head prediction. I think it's a low scoring game, but, you know, that never keeps ratings up. I always put a gun to Alex's head when it comes to bets. I'm always like, dude, just make a pick <laughs> one way or the other. Cause he, he, he's very educated with his bets. I will say that he, he doesn't like to just throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. He's confident. You make me throw shit at the fan. I do. I do. <laughs> um, but you know, I, because it's fun, you know, it's a fun way to do it, but yeah, obviously, you know, uh, he, he's very clear about what bets he's, he's confident in and shit like that. When we talk about, you know, specifically UFC, but 
Yeah, man. I I, I think it's going to be an interesting game. Matt, do you have like a, a score prediction? Or, uh, uh, you, I haven't said, predict, you haven't said who you thought was going to win. No, because I, I won't even watch the game, honestly. I'm not going to lie. Uh, well, so who do you think is going to win, though? I would say I think the Chiefs are going to win probably 27-24, 27-21, something like that. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Do you think that Travis Kelsey, uh, uh, you know, proposes to tell? Oh, us I could give two shits, man. I don't. Obviously, none of us care. But people do because they're talking about it. Like I, I didn't even hear about this until today. So this is all news to me. This but the three of us don't give a shit. We're just making predictions, and do it's you- a mainstream theory. And like I said, when it yeah. goes mainstream, you are. Oh, I, to I don't doubt it at all that it's mainstream. These. This you've seen this psyop in motion since the beginning of the season. Once he became Mr. Pfizer, and then the two of them get together magically, you're like, dude, come on. This is so Hollywood and fake and bullshit. Like it's all about money. And it and people buy it. You watch how many women and young girls now watch the NFL to see Taylor's team, and it's 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 an amazing market. You got to give them credit. It's evil genius, but at the same time, they'll if build you're... off of it though too. If they get that proposal done, that will even solidify. They might all become full blown fans. What do you well, think? My my favorite part of the Super Bowl is you know aside from what used to be good commercials. Now I don't even watch those. Um, the prop bets. What are some cool prop bets that are out there? Gatorade color, I like hitting that. You know why? Because they it's a controlled one. So if you have a guy who's an insider, they can always you, you can always find out the Gatorade color. You know what I mean? It, there's someone on the team that controls that bet, and the the information gets out. It's like little easy ones like that, where if you dig deep enough, you'll get the pick. But there's a lot of sports books that don't even offer that bet because it's you know the second that insider information gets out, you know. They're all they're yeah. It's like betting on WWE, you know. Exactly. Yeah. So I did want to mention, you know, guys, don't forget who moved to Vegas recently. You know, our guy Tom Brady. He's 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 a Vegas owner now, and the Super Bowl's in Vegas. And you know, I don't know if you guys knew this, but his favorite team is the 49ers. So you already know who he's going to be rooting for. And it would be very weird that. You know, the 49ers win in his new owned state, his new managed stadium, pretty much. Mm. Yeah, man, I, I threw that out there in the chat that I uh, I thought that the 49ers were going to get it. Just, just because the, the narrative is out there that the, that the Chiefs are supposed to win at this point. And what I thought was funny is the whole thing with the, the, the 49ers and the Ravens, right? Like we heard this, we saw it was in the colors. It went mainstream, just like Alex was talking about. Once it goes mainstream, it's shit the bed basically at that point. I think that this narrative that the Chiefs are supposed to win and that more people want to win, uh, more people want the Chiefs to win. I think that that's kind of shit the bed at this point as well. But what would be more... If, if if sports truly are like an energy-sucking vessel of some kind, what would be more damaging to the public psyche if the Chiefs won or if the 49ers won? Oh, it's because, breaking the Swifties' heart by far. That's so Yeah, you, the no on that proposal might just break every girl's heart, create more witches, and it's just, ah, it would be perfect. 
it would be almost more beneficial to the you know negative energy if the Chiefs lost, right? Even though every diehard football fan is tired of seeing, realistically, they're tired of seeing both these teams in the Super Bowl over the last few years, right? But especially the Chiefs. I don't know anybody that likes the Chiefs unless they've been like a diehard fan. Dude, I was a diehard Chiefs fan until they started winning. Like my my whole childhood, I was always a Chiefs fan. I was a big Derek Thomas guy because he was at Alabama. And then, uh, you know, they had they got Montana for a little bit. They had they, and they always had good teams, but always lost their first playoff game. It didn't matter if we were first, you know, in one seed or getting in a wild card. Like and the Cowboys soon, the last five years. Yeah. And then I stopped watching in like 2015 ish. And they took off and won a couple Super Bowls since then. So now, I mean, I even have, I got a Chiefs blanket that my dog uses. <laughs> well, that just proves you're a conspiracy theorist. Once things go your way, you're like, oh, fuck yeah, it. fuck it. I'm off this train. I believe in aliens until the government <laughs> starts talking about them. Now I'm off. That's no, funny. I just got with I just drank that Kool-Aid that guy was pushing. And it's like, dude, I thought about how much energy and emotion i had put into sports and gotten nothing in return in reality you know like in in reality you don't get anything out of it it's it's i don't know it's very unrewarding i think that like dude man when you're a kid it's so different like I, I loved watching the Diamondbacks when i was a kid and you know how i feel about baseball now matt like i i, I don't really I'm not a big fan of uh, of any of the, you know, like I, I, I've i said this and like, you know, you, you guys have pushed back. I mean, I don't think that they're like high level athletes. I think that they're very skilled at, you know, hitting the ball that that takes fucking talent. Right. But so does drawing a, a fucking you know, you know realistic face. So does doing all kinds of things just because you can do something very well doesn't make you an athlete. And that's what I always say about baseball. But when I was a kid, I thought that these dudes were superheroes, you know, like Travis Lee, Randy Johnson, Matt Williams, Tony Womack, all these dudes, Steve Finley, all these guys on the Diamondbacks. I loved watching them, man. And it was, it did something for me. You know, we'd go, me and my dad, we'd spend time together. We went to the, the, you know, bank one ballpark. It was at the time we'd wait in line for like the prizes that they give out. They used to give out ceramic bobblehead dolls and yep. we have the whole set, you know what I mean? Of like five of the best players. So like it does things for you, but at a certain point you grow up and you have to realize these dudes don't care about you. You have to invest a certain amount of time into it if you're passionate, but See, what are you getting in return? And that's where my problem is. My problem is with the grown ass men that still worship these athletes. You know, that's where my problem is. I got no problem with a kid that, you know, wants to be a major league baseball player or wants to be a, a, a NFL quarterback or whatever, you know, great dude aim for that. But these are people, right? They're not gods. They're, you know, and a lot of them are scumbags and they're just, have a nice bow on them you know you don't see the other side of it so you gotta you know put it into reality too at the same time but yeah no i mean it's i have more of a problem with the adults than the kids because i feel like you know as, as an adult i mean we're getting raped in taxes but we don't care but we'll go spend hundreds if not thousands of dollars on sports 
you know, and not even care that we just get bent over on other things and turn a blind eye to what goes on elsewhere. It's just a distraction and too many people get distracted by it. So where do you think people should focus their energy, Matt? Where do you think that, uh, cause it's not, it's not an easy answer. No, it's definitely not. That's a very loaded question. I mean, I think initially you should focus your energy internally, right? In, in your direct vicinity and work your way outwards. And in reality, they want you to go from Hollywood and work your way back to your house being the last place that you worry about. I've said that I think that focusing inward is worse than focusing outward. I think that focusing, like, I think that's what the new age is. Is focusing on yourself and no, saying, I'm not saying yourself. Well, I'm saying your docile, your domicile, your home. If your home isn't in order, how can you expect your neighborhood to be in order? Right. Sure. And if your neighborhood's not in order, how can you expect your town, if your town, your your county? You know, and it's this exponent, it's like the, the Russian hat. And and if you can't have your home and your household in order, it doesn't matter. You know, everything else is gonna be chaos anyway. How can you have your house in order, though, if everything else outside of that is fucked up? Because you have to pay taxes. Oh, it, pay because if you're basing your if you're basing your life on a monetary standard, then you're fucked already because it's not a it's got to be more than that. Yeah, he's right. I mean, it's got to be about happiness, love, family, shit like that. That's I mean, you can't do anything. Are you and I going to do anything about the economy? Are we all of a sudden be, going to become millionaires and you know that shit no i mean we're part of the rats in the rat race we're gonna live That's paycheck to paycheck simplifying it though i think it's and what i'm saying and like where i'm getting at is like these people that 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 are are family driven but then they're still voting a certain way or they're advocating for certain policies that i mean there's there it's not a it's not as easy as saying we can focus on our house and our house alone Obviously, that's the easy answer. And I agree with that. I agree. Like, yeah, dude, like if you have a kid, I don't have any kids, but if you have a kid, focus on making sure that that human being is well equipped to deal with the world that they are being handed. Right? Yes. And, and, and that's why, Rye, that's why local is so important, because your child isn't going to go through that system right locally. And that's where you want to make sure your everything's in order. Because, you know, you can't control the cities. You can't do all this shit. But where I want where my child is going to be a good area, right? I want that to be a, a spot for growth, not a spot for the chaos that goes on, you know, say in New York or San Francisco or anything like that. Like, that's why we are where we are right. um, partially is because of that, because we can choose to not be in the city. We can choose to be out here and because I can't do anything about the city. If I'm in the city, we're at the mercy of whatever's going on there. Out here, we have a little more control of our life. We have, you know, we, we have good people around us that we know and, you know, not necessarily rely on with our life. But if, if I need a hand, I know I can go to my neighbor and say, hey, man, can you give me a hand? For sure he would. And he knows he can come over here. And that's what I that's where I see you have to start it at. Too many people don't even know their fucking neighbors. Well, realistically, man, I think a lot of people know their neighbors, but a lot of people's neighbors suck, man. We talked about this. Well, like that's a, true, too. No, that's not. There's a lot of shitty people out there. I agree with you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not as black and white as uh, as as we like to think it is, dude. And like I said, we talked about this last week, man. Like it's it's so there's so much gray area in this world where it's like. It, 
obviously focusing on your kids, yourself, your family. That's the move. But it goes deeper than that. It goes so much deeper than that to where it's like, man, there's no easy answer. It's going to take, I think, realistically, what's going to happen and what needs to happen is something pretty fucked up. I think something bad has to happen. The blackout. A blackout? Exactly. I mean, like something something kind of nasty has to happen, man, for things to get better. And a lot of people don't want to hear that. And to be honest, man, if I had children, I would hate the idea of that. Because right. that's and, and 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 to be honest, right? You, if you think about it, the most likely is war, right? Because that's the easiest way for them to make money to control what's going on, and not a blackout, a EMP, something of that that hits them too. That hits their pocketbooks. Whereas you look at wars and terrorism, that's all gravy money for them. So. But you yeah, gotta but, think too, man. What's been going on lately, the last four years almost, that's been hitting everyone else's pocketbooks except for theirs. And they have cashed in so much that I think that they're okay taking a little bit of a hit right now. I yeah, don't that's think the difference between okay old money and new money, you know? What's that, Alex? That's the difference between old money and new money. Old money can take infinite hits. Infinite. Right. That's what I think, man. I think that they're okay. With like you know EMPs and and damaging the infrastructure. Actually, Ghost uh, shared a picture of this like crashed satellite looking thing, and it had a balloon attached to the top, right? Like the this infrastructure, you know, you've talked about these satellite ideas, Matt. These things, like this infrastructure that we're told is billions and trillions and trillions of dollars, it's probably not as expensive as we're told that it is. So maybe this shit can get wiped out. These Boeing planes can fall out of the sky and all these horrible things can happen. And you know who's going to benefit from that? Not us. It's going to be these people, these high-level people that are just going to be like, okay, yeah, we uh, we lost $20 billion collectively. But these idiots down here that are recording podcasts and and betting on, on fights and, and on games, these guys lost trillions of dollars. And they're fucked because they live paycheck to paycheck. We're good, though. You know, in the, the build up on that, you know, we've seen after China came and visited San Francisco, you know, we saw the hacks go up in this country like threefold. You know, everywhere's getting hacked. A lot of our infrastructure and whatnot. And it just so happens, too, that the XRP banking system is based out of San Francisco as well. I heard, too. XRP. So, yeah, wow. XRP, which they definitely want to be the new banking system or, you know, to handle worldwide transactions. And we all know that they want to get rid of cash because they'll have complete control over what we buy, how we spend it. And then if they do give out a universal income, you'll have to spend it by a certain amount and on certain things. God forbid they don't want you to spend anything. They could just turn you off. Yeah. So here's that video you were talking about, right, of these people that found a satellite in their backyard. Never know what's going to happen. This baby fell out of the sky and landed in our yard. It's never boring on the Welke farm. Thank God there's no horses out or it didn't hit the house. Whether that's a, a parachute, I think that's a parachute. I don't think that's a balloon. Yeah, who knows, but it's a Samsung. Yeah, it's a Samsung satellite, so... Looks like a low budget satellite to me. That, that yeah, that thing, that thing looks pretty ghetto if you look at it. 
But like, what? So what are what do real satellites look like though? Or because not it, much it, more. They're not much better than that. That's what I'm saying. You're in this paradox of thinking that like the NASA satellites are real, or that's a well, real. Well, look satellite. at the shit so they landed on the moon with. Look at the rover that they landed on the moon. Or uh, it's all joke. Like, or the hatch that they supposedly went out that like flopped and bent and shit. Did you see India's yeah, that makes me think uh, about... moonwalker thing? India's, India's India's little like moon landing thing. Yeah. Oh, that was the fakest shit ever. It was the Freemason symbol, right? Dropping shit. down on the moon. Yeah, it looked like uh, I made it with like toothpicks and bubblegum wrappers. Well, they got to have something good up there because, you know, they're working on projects like Earth now, like Bill Gates. And, you know, they, they be watching and tracking people from up there for a long time that it's only that you could even do it privately through a private enterprise at this point. So I don't know if you guys ever heard of Earth now that Bill Gates is running, but look into that. He's putting hundreds of satellites in in up the air just to track every single living thing on earth it's just mm -hmm. a giant tracking system so it gotta be you gotta be something good to stay up there forever yeah who knows man who knows if they've even gotten up there so to speak you know that's that's the big question yeah i i don't know man i space is a lot of horse shit to me i, I don't buy the narrative we've gotten it's hard to Dude, oh, yeah, this is what I wanted to show you, right? I don't know if this is before your era, but this was like the bread and butter of my childhood was the fucking Nerf football. Oh, yeah. Okay? All have Nerf one of those. Turbo, specifically. What about the Vortex? And it that, makes the noise, right? Yeah, that was like, the next level. This is this is what I grew up with right here. wanted to mention this nostalgic toy that really defined my childhood. And that's the Nerf football, which a little history behind it was developed in 1972 by Fred Cox, who was a former Minnesota Viking field goal kicker, who decided to help put together a safer football for kids. Now, I have vivid memories of playing in the elementary school playground and if you were the quarterback, you were king. Tell me your memories. Mm -hmm. And every single one of those footballs had a dog bite out of it. Yeah. Always. Dude, uh, we had the vortex, the whistling vortex, you know, with the tail behind it. Oh, that's the best one. That's you the one I remember. It's like a World War II bomb coming in. I know. But as a six-year-old, you could throw that thing 700 yards. You know There's I mean? something about those Nerf balls, man. You could sling them forever. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's interesting? The the color of that. It was like the Pepsi color uh, and the swirl like that, you know? Yeah. Uh, it was just flipped upside down in that. But I wonder what that really means, the red and blue swirl like that. Mm. It's got to mean something. But yeah, dude, I used to be a quarterback. Actually, my fourth year, <laughs> my fourth, my fourth grade yearbook, everyone that signed it, because we just played, you know, football on the on the playground, every single thing in there was like, you're gonna be a great quarterback in the NFL. And it's like, <laughs> like quarterback in high school. You know what I mean? It was just like I was just like the good quarterback in fucking fourth grade. Just dominating so, the playground, heading straight to the NFL domination telling <laughs> all these little kids dreams that they'll never achieve i know man but you gotta you gotta promote the, the dreams though you gotta let the kids dream dude i'll tell you what though i yeah i i don't remember much of my child you know like vivid things but i will never forget that fifth grade we won the you know football championship 
at recess. It was like a huge thing. We got like a pizza party and everything afterwards. So like that's Might one of those Super Bowl champions at that point, man. Oh like, yeah, dude. We were feels kings. Good. We got little pieces of paper that said we were Super Bowl champs and yeah, it was awesome. Well, I showed you my my uh baseball card when yes. I was a kid. I mean T ball baseball card, dude. I mean, like, you know, it, it's it feels cool to have stuff like that. Every parent should do that shit for their kid, just support their dreams, no matter how stupid they are. Oh yeah. Uh within reason. You know, my kid's not being a pirate right now, that kind of <laughs> shit. You know, like let's let's be realistic here. Yeah, when he's, you know, two, three years old, he can be a pirate. But Oh, you know, absolutely. No, my kid's 10 and 11 now. Like, no. Yeah, that's a little weird. If he wants to be a pirate, you got to start questioning, like, what's going on in that head? Yeah, buddy? what did I do wrong here? This, <laughs> I fucked something up. This one's broken. Can't you be an astronaut or something instead of a pirate? Yeah. That's funny, man. So what else you got going on over there, Alex? Uh just you know weekly ufc you know and then i'm gonna get into a little bit of nba and try to solve their script next and then uh yeah that's it other than that just uh you know reading some books you know start reading again start going to church again and uh that's pretty much it i went to san antonio on the 20th i went to the revelations of jesus christ uh conference it's a good YouTube channel that I watch. Big fan of them. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Just doing a lot of study right now. Just keeping busy, as you could say. Yeah. Dude, have you guys... <laughs> right, this is one for us. One of those uh, out, out there sports. This is that Russian wrestle ball. Oh, yeah. Love now, the, cra the, the crazy part about it is you can fucking body slam people. But you yeah. have to take your shirt off. Yeah. Super That's how super. physical old heads will tell you that the NBA was during the 80s and 90s. This. Just straight carnage <laughs> on the floor every single night. Welcome to Russian basketball, <laughs> where inflicting pain on your opponents is not only permitted, but it's encouraged. Every single player on this court would be ejected if Adam Silver watched this for even just five minutes. This has to be in Russia. <laughs> Next time you're playing basketball, remember that you can suplex your opponents as much as you want, you just have to take your shirt off first. <laughs> it's madness. Yeah, and that's... it's not a padded floor. That's like a concrete. No, Why do they make floor. them take their shirt off? What does it matter? It's it's there's probably some uber gay guy that created the league. That's like, dude, they, if they're going to slam each other, at least he's got to get naked first. You know, take your shirt off. <laughs> he's probably German, to be honest. But yeah, dude, no, I saw that and I thought that was great. I like the car jitsu. The car jujitsu, yes. that's great. Uh, the phone booth boxing is fun, which is actual, you know, these two dudes boxing in a phone booth. And I love the Special Olympics betting. I think that that's a fun idea. I think that, you know, we got to treat these people normally and, and betting on their sports. I'm taking, I'll tell you right now, if we're talking about, you know, you know, autistic sports or, or, or Special Olympics, I'm taking anyone with Down syndrome and any strength sports Anything that that requires accuracy, I want an autism individual. Um, no, they're gonna throw some plants in there, but you know how like, like South Park, how Cartman tries to fake it though. Have no, like that, that? Uh, Johnny Knoxville movie, The Ringer. Yeah, yeah. 
But like, Car- they're going to do that, floor. man. Like, honestly, I-, I know there was probably a time in my life where I was like, yeah, I'll go in there and get it done for the boys. Dude, I could pass. I could pass. For all the boys to get make that bread? Like, what? I'm for the team. All time, all day. I'll well, it's, yeah, it's like Shane Gillis. He's like, I'm, I'm, I'm right there. I could pass. Day walker. A day walker. Yeah, dude. I mean, I could, uh, I think I could get in there and shot put, you know, 30 yards. Beat some of these retards. Just let me know so I can oh. drop the balance. Yeah, dude. I'll, I'll let you know. Here's what? here's your uh, Cartman. Oh, Jimmy's on steroids. Timmy's He's got it. That's a new Special Olympics record, folks. He's actually on steroids. That's why Timmy's mad. <laughs> Winner, Jimmy Vollmer. All right, this one I can win. Here, hold this. I show you, goddamn retards. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy's juiced. No, that's one of the Damn, you you sold me. I I might have to start capping the Special Olympics. That's a real thing. I will start getting into it. Supposedly it's not yet, but it's going to be. I'll take a little look. See? What kind of world are we coming to where you bet on the Special Olympics? Come on. Hey, a a fair world. That's a fair world. Come on. Equal opportunity shit right there. Oh, no, I'm just, I, I have no. No qualms about that, but man, than them, man, from a moral standpoint, it's like God, it's tough. Everyone's gonna be like, "Hey, man, I signed up for that guy, Prophet Picks. Man, he's got the special Olympics. <laughs> he's got lock. the picks. Yeah, he's yeah, he's called five of five for the fucking pole vaulters. <laughs> you can't even call yourself a handicapper at that point. So you're gonna be yeah, like, you dude, know what I mean? Gotta come up with a new name. Yeah. Yeah, man. No, it's funny, though, dude. Yeah, we are getting the full degeneracy in this society, but I'm leaning into it. I'm cool with it. Whatever. Like, yeah, I'm you know, trying to keep I, my kid out of it. That's all. I don't want my son partaking in it. In betting and stuff? No, no, no. In the debauchery and all the, you know, the upside down out there, you know, because he's got kids in his class that are dealing with this shit that, you know, don't know what gender they are and. Oh, don't yeah. know some of them are animals and shit like that. Like, well, realistically, I mean, and you probably know this better than anyone else, you know, as far as like having a kid, but I, you know, he's going to get into his own stuff, but it, it, as long as it's not, you know, fucked up stuff, like everybody does their own weird shit, man. You as a kid, Matt, you were doing weird shit. I was doing weird shit. You know, it, it, everyone's done weird stuff throughout their entire lives, but it's like, where do we draw the line? And and the line has moved very far in recent years, but like like you've always said, dude. Like it, as long as you have that good relationship with him, he's not gonna go too far. Like he's gonna do shit that you wouldn't approve of, right? But he's not gonna go too far. No, but that- you know what the the shit that scares me, or the is like the fentanyl. 
and that shit because all it takes is one mistake you know his buddy tells him to take this pill you know there everybody else is doing it that's the shit i'm not worried about him fucking pretending he's a cat or anything like that that ain't happening you know um but I, that's the shit i'm worried about that like even even teaching him you know knowing the difference and knowing right from wrong and what's safe and not safe and just that that's the stuff you can't protect them from and you got to just keep hoping that you're instilling the best in them that they make good judgments what my dad did that fucking scared me i've never done cocaine in my life have you guys done cocaine ever tried it maybe once or twice but i never went out and bought it <laughs> have you tried it matt or no comment? i've tried it i tried it in college yeah i've never even touched the stuff dude and and the reason why and i i have an addictive personality i'm down for whatever but I've you never. I'm the same way, right? I've never tried cocaine. I've never tried any hardcore drugs because my dad, uh, when I was young, I, we're talking nine, ten, something like around, maybe around your kid's age, Matt. He told me about the story of a U of A football player. He he found a, and I don't even know if it was fucking true to be honest, but he took a player from a team that I was a fan of, and he said that this dude tried cocaine one time. He had a scholarship. Or he had a a contract to go pro out of uh, out of the University of Arizona, and he tried cocaine one time and he died of a heart attack just by trying it one time. And like, that's my fear with the fentanyl, man. That's what I I'm saying. It's like it's it's that one time, and it could be coke, fentanyl, heroin, whatever. You know, it's that that that's what scares the shit out of me because all it takes is one, and they can know better, but it's just a little slip in judgment. A lapse of judgment yeah that's yeah it's it. a momentary thing but dude i've been fucked up at parties and i've always thought i've been offered cocaine countless times and people and like dude i always think of my dad tell me that damn story man like it's always crossed my mind where i'm like man i could have a heart attack just trying this shit one time i'm gonna steal that story and tell it to my kids in the future now dude it works <laughs> man it worked on my stupid ass you know what i mean but uh you know and when i look back i'm kind of glad i went to private school you know that's what i preach a lot of those private schools you know don't teach the same curriculum as as public schools you know when i went to high school they weren't teaching none of that debauchery you know we used to you know go to mass at school and stuff and i know that's not for everybody but you know it's a much better thing than the public school system nowadays and it it, it depends on the school but i remember i was seeing this um teacher second grade teacher uh, a while back and she says she can't even call the kids um boys and girls anymore she can't physically call them that we're not we're not alex we're not supposed to say ladies and gentlemen at work i'm saying it anyways but oh i say it you know i say guys which pisses everybody off thanks guys to everybody in the room and that all oh, that sets i've had two women go i'm not a guy and i was like well th- that's not my intention so mm. it's wild but, yeah it's 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 dude it's so everybody's so sensitive and wants their feelings to matter so much and it's like dude, nobody cares really nobody cares. like i saw this thing on, the, on today there's this guy apparently rides the subway in new york and he, he's a sign guy and he carries these signs to with messages on them. And there's this woke chick with green or purple or pink hair rip, trying to rip the sign off his body, screaming at him to stop hurting her. And she kept doing it and people are looking and he's like, 
dude, she's got to get arrested. This is assault. She's just trying to rip my sign off. I'm not touching her. His hands were like in the sign or whatever. And she's just, she just kept screaming on the train. Stop assaulting me. Meanwhile, she's on her knees, like trying to rip the sign off his body. Like it's just mental illness. And we've, yeah, at what point do you feed her an elbow? You know what I mean? Like, Oh, if I'm him, I I'm uh, my knees coming up. Yeah, I'm no, gonna, I'm going to lift my knee to try and walk over you and I might accidentally hit you on the chin. Right. It's, it's just it's yeah. interesting that that yeah, it not enough people have gotten fucked up. Like I I've yeah. I've I've been in fights with people. I've never gotten my ass beat down, but I've been hit and I've been but you've hurt. been punched. That's yeah, what I've matters. Been, I've been hurt by someone that I don't know. <laughs> you you know realize I mean? it doesn't feel good to get punched in the face. And yeah, you and can't you can't just respect. run your mouth. Yeah, you want to respect everyone until they give you a reason not to respect them. And a lot of people just have never felt that. That a lot of people have not realized like I can get killed on accident because someone hits me the wrong way. Oh yeah. That's Especially cool. outdoors on the pavement. Yeah. All, you know, you punch somebody, knock them out, and they hit their head on the concrete, they're dead. Now you got a you know, murder or manslaughter charge on your hands for one punch. It's well, not I worth it. Yeah, I'm going the opposite way. I'm saying like a lot of people have not have not um, been that person that's like been dropped and hit their head on the pavement. And more people, I think, need to get fucked up or even slapped in the face. I mean, Christ, you slap some of these snowflakes and they'll melt so hard that they thought they got punched. Let You know, I mean, it's just people need we have to bring back physical punishment for stupid decisions. Right. I mean, you I have to. It's, Fuck around, find out. Like people have to, there has to be consequences for your actions, and there are none right now. And that's why you see this madness. I even saw this video, Matt, where it was like um people before and after lobotomy. And oh, it's Jesus. like maybe we bring that back, to be honest. For oh, chill out, relax. For I don't know about lobotomy, but I think shock therapy is a good thing. Nah, man, lobotomies for some people, dude. You're telling me that there's no one on this planet that deserves a fucking lobotomy? Like, there's some fucking crazy people out there, man. I'm not saying just the average liberal that's, like, fucking raging about, like, whatever, but there's people where they're, like, they're punching, they're they're raging out, and they're fighting people, and then they get lobotomized, and then they're chill. You know what I mean? Well, shock I'm therapy sure might do the same thing. There's a lack of mental facilities in this country. They shut down all the mental facilities and they let them roam free. That's the problem. We need, you know, a little bit more help with these lunatics who should be in a in an asylum. Yeah, you see, there, I mean, there's a direct correlation between the mental illness rise and the decrease in mental facilities, mental health facilities. You know, I mean, it's it's obvious, and it's kind of like the border crisis. Like everybody sees it. Everyone knows it's a problem, but they're telling us ah, it's not that big of a deal. Just deal with it. We're doing right. our best. To both your guys' points, with the insane asylums, the worst people in these insane asylums got lobotomized. Like, that's the whole thing. So it's the same thing. I may be going a little farther than you guys are, but it's just like at a certain point, what else is there to do? You know? it's wild are you going to keep them on death row for 45 years yeah it's like do you keep them in a cage or in a straitjacket and in, in a cell type thing or yeah do you try and help them fucking punch a hole in their head you can know? you help them that's the thing at a certain point people are gone dude yeah i don't know yeah and that i mean yeah that's a whole nother discussion too are they people are they, <laughs> are they 
hybrids are they whatever you know that whole thing because i've seen these things now like and and i've always wondered about that like there's like these genetic disorders that they you know they call them genetic where like people are like completely hairy they look like gorillas yeah yeah werewolves and shit and it's like man are those like offspring of some hybrid shit gone wrong like because that doesn't seem normal yeah some freak shit yeah yeah but yeah all right guys we're gonna wrap it here i had a long trip from connecticut today so i'm i'm shot so alex tell everybody where they can find your stuff man you can find us on YouTube at Profit Picks. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, whatever social you want. Typically more active on uh, Instagram. We got a poker vlog coming soon. That should be fun as well. And uh, if you ever want to gamble with us, we give out a seven-day free trial. You never pay out of pocket to work with us. Yes. Excellent, my man. Well, thanks for hopping on, dude. And we got to do it again sometime not so long from now. Anytime, Lord willing, brother. We gotta we gotta cover a religious one or something. We should Yeah, let's do it. Schism. We can do that. We'll get we'll get our other Ryan in here and we'll we'll talk uh we'll talk whatever. We can talk faith, we can talk spirituality. Ryan loves that topic. No, he does. He always gets me going. That's his favorite. <laughs> what do you got going on, Ryan? Not much, man. I, uh, I I can vouch for Alex's, uh, you know, picks and his theories and ideas, when, especially when it comes to MMA bets. I think that's his, his bread and butter. I don't know. I don't want to speak for him too much, but he does a good job with uh, MMA bets. That's what we talk every single week on Casual KO. It's a fun show. And um, as far as what I've got going on, man, nothing too much. Dude. I, I, I always want to do more content. It's just tough lately, you know, doing having a, a job that I actually like that I don't want to lose. When I was working at Pepsi, I didn't give a fuck if I, if I lost that job. Um, so I was, I, you know, just constantly just dedicating myself to, to digging up new things and turning over rocks and whatnot. But um, yeah, dude, I, it, it, I think it's interesting. And I think more people are going to start getting into sports betting very, very soon. I think that you start your, what I'm seeing in the sports betting world is what I saw five or maybe six years ago in the podcast world and a lot of people start their podcast talking about conspiratorial shit even joe rogan when he started his show you know everyone considers him the big podcast guy and he realistically he is but he started off talking about just conspiracies and talking about weird shit with his friends and that's what everyone does when they start a show um some people start start their stuff you know a podcast about like love and all this other dumb shit but realistically, the um, the way that people get into podcasts is conspiracies. And I see the same thing going on with sports betting. It's becoming so mainstream. And I think it's it's a big deal right now to, to kind of just pay attention with the inflation, with all this crazy stuff going on in the world. It's an easy way. If you just do a little bit of research, you get some good voices in your ear. You're going to make a little extra money doing some, you know, placing some educated bets. So um i think it's i think it's wise to at least dabble right don't bet anything that you can't lose but sometimes you can make a lot of damn money man uh had a good weekend this last week i know alex did as well but um that's all i'm up to man i'm still doing stuff i'm still doing the new show still trying to release an episode a week with that i still want i still want a bkfc show though 
We can do a BKFC show, man. I just can't make any bets. That's all right. You can give out some bets. I cannot. Jeez. <laughs> they put a they put a sock in his mouth over here. Yeah, they did. I mean, it's a, it's literally the part of the job. But uh, no, I can give you guys uh, some information, like I research, and then uh, you guys can can make your own educated guesses. Dude, I actually think, man, it'd be uh, someone, and I'm I'm thinking about doing this. I think it'd be very wise for people to uh, start a a website about bare knuckle fighting news. You know, just news, just like how MMA Junkie does and MMA fighting and all these things. And I'm actually thinking about starting that. So I'm kind of shifting my focus, but I'm still going to be doing some conspiracy stuff, obviously. Um, but that's it for me, man. Pick what up you where, you, where you're slacking off, I'll tell you that. What's that? Pick up where you're slacking off. Conspiracies running my bloodline over here. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's hard. It's hard not to to see them, and especially in an election year. I'm going to be... We're, we're digging more and more into it, and we're going to have more content coming out over here, but... Um, what do you have to? You just said it though. You said somebody should start that webpage. Why not you, dude? That's what I said. I'm going yeah. to. I just want to make sure that I can. But yeah, dude, it's it. It seems like it's a void in the market right now. Find There's a couple good people that can you can work with. You know, have them have them do some articles for you. I mean, dude. Yeah, I mean, nothing like being the guy in, and you can you know you get a nice little website going. You can always sell that off and move on to the next venture. It's a timing yeah. thing, though, too. Like BKFC isn't like at the biggest growth, but it'd be nice to start it now. Because but that's what I'm saying. This is when you get in, right? It you can't get in once they're right. big it's and people know about it. It's literally the biggest growing, the fastest growing combat. Yeah. Like, it, so it is in the biggest growth right now. So, like, yeah, it's it's the time right now. I'm saying, yeah, it's now or never because eventually it's going to get mainstream. And then at that point, it's too late because then ESPN gets into it and you're, you know, you want to get it through before Conor McGregor comes over and starts knocking heads <laughs> off. Hey, he's already sponsoring our our uh, our organization. With I'm his telling coach. you, after the UFC, he's going right there. He's going to be a 40 year old guy knocking out cans who's never fought before. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. And actually, on Jeopardy, they just uh, featured. They they had a question on Jeopardy tonight, and we we shared it in our Slack channel, where it was like, "What was the the sanctioned sport?" That was founded in 2018, a certain type of boxing, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, what is bare knuckle fighting? And it's like, ding, ding, ding. It's like, dude, it's get, it's becoming mainstream, and it's the fastest growing combat sport in the world. So Someone that's paid to have that question asked. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Someone paid, but hey, how does fucking Jeopardy work in the first place? You know what I mean? So yeah. here we go. But yeah, Matt, what are you up to, man? Oh, nothing, man. Like I said, I was traveling. I, I've been having to go down to Connecticut for work the last couple weeks every Monday. So it makes Monday fucking crazy. But uh, yeah, I've been working on a show for, what is it? For my podcast on like SDG and DEI and all that stuff, all that fun Agenda 2030 nonsense they're pushing. So hopefully I can find some time this week and get that out. But uh, yeah, I just dude, just been busy with life, enjoying life. It's fun right now spending time with my son getting ready for spring man the days are getting longer out here like out here in like december and january it's pretty bad because it gets dark at like 4 or 4 30 in the afternoon so we're starting to get light at night now a little bit so you can start and it's warming up a little bit already so it's good that's nice it's but, fucking cold out here 
Yeah. Yeah. We gotta, we gotta get through this. Winter's always the toughest out here, man. It's, it's, you pay for it, but then you get the spring and the fall where it's absolutely beautiful and you can't really beat it. So that's not that bad. As long as we dodge, you know, February, we'll be all right. But yeah, if we can easy. get through February as it stands now, we're in good shape, but it's that, it's that, you know it, Alex, it's that end of March, early April snowstorm that kicks you right in the balls because you're already in spring mode. And next thing you know, boom, it hits you and you get another two weeks of winter. I have a feeling you guys are going to get through February just fine. You guys are talking like it, you might not live through February. I think you guys will make it. No, not live through it. Dude, you got to understand, man. You get snow. It's so fucking frustrating. Like it just, but you'll it's make annoying. It you will make it through it. <laughs> oh, we'll make it through. We've made I don't it through. I think it's that I've, bad to be honest. I've made it through really forty-four of them, so this will yeah. be my forty-fifth, and uh, I'm not too worried about that. But that's fine. no. But all all is good, man. And uh, yeah, we got to we got to do something about Mass, Alex. This place sucks. We just got to go to New Hampshire. It's the only <laughs> way out, man. We're going you. to diaper. We're going to the diaper den. That's we're going we're to going. the diaper den. It's better than here. <laughs> all <laughs> right, gentlemen. On that note, we're out of here. All right, stay strong, question everything. It was with Mr. Yuri Alexandrovich Besmianov. Mr. Besmianov was born in 1939 in a suburb of Moscow. He was the son of a high-ranking Soviet Army officer. He was educated in the elite schools inside the Soviet Union and became an expert in Indian culture and Indian languages. He had an outstanding career with Novosti, which was the, and still is, I should say, the press arm or the press agency of the Soviet Union. It turns out that this is also a front for the KGB. He escaped to the West in 1970 after becoming totally disgusted with the Soviet system, and he did this at great risk to his life. He certainly is one of the world's outstanding experts on the subject of Soviet propaganda and disinformation and active measures. Well, you spoke several times before about ideological subversion. That is a phrase that uh, I'm afraid some Americans don't fully understand. When uh, the Soviets use the phrase ideological subversion, what do they mean by it? Ideological subversion is, is the slow process which we call either ideological subversion or active measures, activne мероприятия in the language of, of the KGB, or psychological warfare. What it basically means is to change the perception of reality of every American to such an extent that despite of the abundance of information, no one is able to come to sensible conclusions in the interests of defending themselves, their families, their community, and their country. It's a great brainwashing uh, process which goes very slow and it's divided in, in four basic stages. Uh, the first one being demoralization. It takes from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation. Why that many years? Because this is the minimum number of years which requires to uh, educate one generation of students in the country of, of, of your enemy, exposed to the ideology of the enemy. In other words, Marxism-Leninism ideology is being pumped into the soft heads of, of, of at least three generations of American students without being challenged or counterbalanced by the basic values of Americanism, American patriotism. The demoralization process in the United States is basically completed already. 
for the last 25 years. Actually, it's overfulfilled because uh, demoralization now reaches such areas where previously not even Comrade Andropov and, and all his experts would, would even dream of such a tremendous success. Most of it is done by Americans to Americans, thanks to lack of moral standards. As I mentioned before, uh, exposure to true information does not matter anymore. A person who was demoralized is unable to assess true information. The facts tell nothing to him. Uh, even if I shower him with information, with, with authentic proof, with documents, with pictures, even if I take him by force to the Soviet Union and show him concentration camp, he will refuse to believe it until he, he is going to receive a kick in, the, in his fat bottom. When a military boot crashes his balls, then he will understand, but not before that. That's the tragic of the situation of demoralization. The next stage is destabilization. This time, subverter does not care about your ideas and the patterns of your consumption. Whether you eat junk food and get fat and flabby, it doesn't matter anymore. This time, and it takes only from two to five years to destabilize a nation, uh, it's, what, what matters is essentials, economy, foreign relations, defense systems. Uh, and you can see it quite clearly that in some areas, uh, in such sensitive areas as, as uh, defense and economy, uh, the uh, influence of Marxist-Leninist ideas in the United States is absolutely fantastic. I, I could never believe it 14 years ago when I landed uh, in this part of the world that the process will go that fast. Uh, the next stage, of course, is crisis. It, it, it may take only up to six weeks to, to bring a country to the verge of crisis. You can see it in, in Central America now. And after crisis, with a violent change of, of power, structure, and economy, you have so-called the period of normalization. It may last indefinitely. Normalization is a cynical expression borrowed from Soviet propaganda. When the Soviet tanks moved into Czechoslovakia in 68, Comrade Brezhnev said, now the situation in brotherly Czechoslovakia is normalized. This is what will happen in the United States if you allow all these schmucks to bring the country to crisis, to promise people all kind of goodies and the paradise on earth, uh, to, to destabilize your uh, economy, to eliminate the principle of free market competition, and to put a big brother government in Washington, D.C., with the benevolent dictators like Walter Mondale, who will promise lots of things, never mind whether the promises are fulfillable or not. Your leftists in, in the United States, all these professors and all these beautiful civil rights defenders, they are instrumental in the process of the, of the uh, uh, subversion only to destabilize the nation. When their job is completed, they are, non, they are not needed anymore. They know too much. Some of them, when, when they get disillusioned, when they see that Marxist-Lenin has come to power, they, obviously they get offended. They think that they will come to power. That will never happen, of course. They will be lined up against the wall and shot. But they may turn into the most bitter enemies of Marxist-Leninists when they come to power. And that's what happened in Nicaragua. You remember most of these uh, former Marxist-Leninists were either put to prison or one of them split and now he's working against Sandinistas. It happened in, in uh, uh, Grenada when Maurice Bishop was, he was already a Marxist. He was executed by, by a new Marxist who was more Marxist than this Marxist. 
Same happened in Afghanistan when uh, first there was Taraki, he was killed by Amin, then Amin was killed by Babrak Karmal with the help of KGB. Same happened in, in Bangladesh when Mujibur Rahman, very pro-Soviet leftist, was assassinated by his own Marxist-Leninist military comrades. It's the same pattern everywhere. The, the time bomb is ticking, but every second the disaster is coming closer and closer. Unlike myself, you will have nowhere to defect to. Thank you.